Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Fran. She's actually my mom, so we usually don't watch the same shows. Because we don't even like the same shows. Okay, calm down. We're going to give it a try. Well, let's see how it goes. Anyway, let's watch TV. I hope you don't pick anything weird. Mom, just roll with it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Watch TV. We got a horrific episode for you today. We watched Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey on Netflix. This episode is dedicated to Patreon fans, Alicia Klawinska, who I met, by the way, at my Everett show. Did you? I sure did. And Emily Martinez. Okay. Listen, what? You, you guys can't, not you. <laughs> oh, you said listen. I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> listen, listen, you guys can be, tell us what shows to watch for Let's Watch TV. Also, all you have to do is become a Patreon fan. Become a Patreon fan at patreon.com slash Dombrowski and you'll get Let's Watch TV bonus content. And also you can tell us what shows to watch and what not. Before we get into Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey, Mom. Have you ever, have you ever had acupuncture? No. Never? Never. Why would I get it? So my friend Andrea recently had acupuncture and she was like raving about it. And I think I'm going to get it. So she said that she couldn't like turn her neck fully. And then she got acupuncture and she's like good to go. And I'm having a little bit of like, I'm getting old, like my neck, my back, my, ooh, and my, ooh, ooh. So I'm kind of feeling like I should get needled up. Well, maybe you should just go get massage therapy. I've done that. Chiropractic. I think I need acupuncture and like some swallow's tail soup or whatever. What's bothering you? My neck and my back and my knees. (laughs) I'm literally like what it comes. Genetics is a bitch, isn't it? Yes. I think I think I got two things. I think I have degenerative arthritis and bursitis because I got bursitis. You got that bursitis going on? <laughs> Still laughing about I that. I got no time for that bursitis. I got bursitis. And I probably got bone spurs. I think I need an alignment. Have you ever gone to a chiropractor? Do you think chiropractors do you think chiropractors are fake? Uh, I'm not going to um, diss chiropractors. But I'm just a medical kind of gal. I'm going to go to orthopedics. I'm going to go to internal medicine. I'm going to go to specialists. Before a chiropractor? Yeah. But okay, so that's just me. And a lot of people go to chiropractors and they get good results. I had one who was climbing up onto my back and shit. I'm like, bye, help. (laughs) Get off of me. Listen, I went to, I've been too close. I've been to a chiropractor once okay yeah i remember when you went this man could have killed me okay he literally was in this crazy position he had my head he was holding my head like he was trying to win a heisman trophy and then all of a sudden he just he just shook like you know how you get the pee shivers sometimes it was just a quick shake and then my whole freaking spine was like and I was like, how am I living? Like, you Did it work? I don't know. I don't know. I have to admit, I went to a chiropractor for one time for sciatica. 
an, a guy who's been around a long, long time. And he helped me. He helped you. He did help me. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, here's the thing too. When I did go to the chiropractor, he told me that my like spine alignment is all out of whack and it's only going to get worse out of t- over time. And he's like, the only way to fix this is to like keep coming back to the chiropractor. Oh, sure. But he, and that's the thing. That's what I said, because going into this situation, they knew that my insurance only covered once a month, but they suggested that I come once a week and that would have come out of pocket. So I was like, excuse me, Mr. Chiropractor, I don't think you understand you are dealing with a teacher's budget, but you will not be cracking my A7 and my Z4 and my S6 Every week, you know, it's a good idea to me to go to Ortho Spine. What is that? What is that? Doctor. Oh my god, this and is the most golden girls conversation. Therapy might help because your cousin has a. Why do you, uh, mom? Why do you? Oh, sorry. You always identify. I forget. I'm talking. You always identify people in our lives. You identify people in our lives. I think we're talking on the phone like a like a FaceTime call. (laughs) Anyway, he has a herniated disc in his lumbar spine. So we are breaking all the HIPAA laws today. (laughs) He's got a herniated disc. Physical therapy, that's pretty severe. And physical therapy has really been helping him. It has? Well, Well, shout out to and his herniated disc. Oh, God. Okay. I think we should probably get into the episode. Okay. Give, give us the synop. Wait, first, you need to tell us anything upcoming, any events, anything oh, going on? Oh, yes. You can catch me in Cleveland. I'm going to be in Cleveland, Ohio, doing shows July 14th, 15th, 16th. I'm pretty sure that's right. The tickets are at mrdtimes3.com. Fun fact Gasper Randazzo, no stranger to the podcast, will be opening for me at those shows. So come see us at Hilarities in Cleveland. Oh, and Mama Fran's actually going to be at one of those. So you can come say hi and get your little picture and do your little thing and do do a little shimmy shammy. Bring me on stage. I will not be bringing you on stage. After the last horrific episode. Yeah, but this, we got a, a stripper straight off of bootleg eBay. Craigslist. Yeah, for real. Anyway. Don't do that stuff no more. Anyway, um, uh, I also want to have you plug, talk about uh, Patreon, how Patriot people can G. become Patreon members. We did already. You did that already? Yeah, Patreon.com, Joe Dombrowski, Patreon.com. Okay, got it. I, I'm falling behind here. Are you Are you falling behind or do you have just a touch of dementia? Well, the problem is I got this light in my eyeballs. See, we can keep making these excuses. I'm serious, mom. I think we need, I'm not, I am not making, just stop. Excuse me. I am concerned for the degeneration of your neural state. I just, I'm not trying to come for you. I'm concerned. What is my middle name and when was I born? Actually, don't because we're not (laughs) identifying. I could have said that, Joseph. I just, I'm, I, I, hey, this is coming from a place of love. I care and I will be at your next doctor's appointment because Lord knows when you go to the doctor, you do not tell him all the things that you really, I tell the truth. Really? So let's, Mm -hmm. let's, 
in a very- I just have to learn to No, no, we're gonna do a little acting situation. I'm the doctor and you're you. Okay, here we go, ready? And Fran, when was your last colonoscopy? Mm. Well, nobody's (laughs) going up in that canal. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry to out you, but why do you keep denying your colonoscopy? You're supposed to get it when you turn, what, 40, 50, and you just don't do it. That's dangerous. I do another test. I do that other test that you, it comes in the mail and they, you do the thing and you send it in. I do that one. Wait, (laughs) excuse me. What is do the thing? It's, um, I forgot the name of it. I can see the box on my head. It comes in, you got to order it. It comes through and your insurance carries it and it comes in a box and it comes and you do your thing and you do the swab and you put it in the vial and you send it in. That's the part that I don't understand. When you say do your thing. I'm not saying it. You're trying to force me. (laughs) I didn't know there was an at-home colonoscopy. It's not a colonoscopy. It's checking for, it's got like the pre, if you have no family history of colon cancer and all this kind of stuff and, you know, you can take this do. I don't. Who's got colon cancer? Well, we're not going to do the, we're not going to break HIPAA laws on this podcast. We're not going to out it. Nobody. Nobody does. Nobody does. But somebody does. And you should probably, you should probably let them take that camera. Mom, mom. I'm going to hang up. (laughs) Because I care. I care. I just need a doctor to take a little camera up your poop shoot and do a little inspection like they're on Mars. Just let them. You're knocked out. There's nothing scary. You're knocked out. Dad woke up during his and he's looking at it. He goes, oh, what's that? And they go, you're awake. And he goes, yeah, your dumbass uncle went with no anesthesia at all. What a dumbass he was. He wait first. Well, you're of all, a dumbass anyway. This this podcast is where we show up at a family reunion, and it's actually an intervention, and they all stop and say to us, "Enough talking about us." <laughs> okay, wait. He got a colonoscopy without anesthesia. I we think- asked why. Why are you driving yourself? Because they said I can. Well, how is that possible? Because they're going to give you anesthesia. He said, I told him I didn't want any. End of scenario. He says, I'll never do that again. Oh, I mean, it's not like they're just pushing a couple fingers up there. This camera goes basically to your throat. I know what it does. And he did the whole thing without. That's nuts. And let's just premise this is nobody on my side. We're going to show up to the, we're actually, we're probably not even going to get an invitation to a family reunion. Okay. You know, also too, I picked up dad from his colonoscopy. I was his driver and they were like, okay, you can come back now. 
and he was farting the loudest farts, the loudest farts I could ever hear. And he was all woozy and didn't know what was going on. And I was like, dad, oh my God. And the nurse was like, oh no, that's normal. And she was patting him on my shoulder. She goes, you just let those farts right out. And it was- Yeah, they fill you with air. You want that out or it's painful if you don't move that gas. Mom, it was like movie quality farts. Like that's how they get the fart sound effects for movies is they just go to the colonoscopy wing of the hospital and press record. Mm -hmm. Wow. We haven't even talked about Keep sweet, Are we done with pray this? Pray and obey. Well, you know what? If you don't get your colonoscopy, you're going to need to keep sweet, pray and obey because you do not know what could be growing up in that ass hole. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> okay. Hey, I heard I heard Gasper Randazzle. You wished him is today his birthday. Today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Gasper! Can't wait to meet you in Cleveland. Well, this comes out a week late. Her than okay. his birthday, but anyway. But listen, he mm-hmm. when you wished him happy birthday, he goes, "I didn't do anything." Did you see his Instagram? Yeah, it wasn't me. Thank my mom. I was just laying there. He did say that. <laughs> he That's did my th- thing. It's my birthday too. When it's your birthday. Okay. Anyway, can you give us okay. a synopsis of this show? These people are okay. probably just want to. First of all, drive off. Don't the road. ever make me watch this shit again. <laughs> I cannot watch this shit. It's nothing to do like this is us. This is crazy town uh, <laughs> involves kids and pedophilia don't ever um no 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 it is anyway yeah little pre- little bit of a is, little bit of a trigger warning if you're listening it does uh, get a little a little fucking like extreme i can't take it anyway there's interviews with ex fdls members which fdls videos a fundamentalist Latter-day Saint. So it's like extreme Mormonism, this right. branch of Mormonism that hold on to like all of the original ideas. They live like pilgrims. Okay, continue. It's not even original. Even the Mormons cast them out. Well, like Mormonism say, isn't also original. Like didn't Mormonism, we've been through this. I remember yeah, the fans the, got listen, mad at me. Mormons it started even, in like the 50s, right? Or like the 40s or the 30s. Or something. It was like, it's like brand new. Mormon, Mormonism started like two days ago. That's it, it pretty much what I know. Of Jesus Christ. It, that, it started in the United States, which if that tells you anything, it's a young religion. Okay. They might as well be young life. Anyway, continue. Yeah. And uh, the Mormons are even embarrassed and they shun this FDLS um, culture. Um, anyway, on cult. It's, it's live. What? You said culture. I said emphasis on cult cult really um it's live video it's interviews telling the truth of the organization and its isolations uh isolations it's a big thing about how wives obey their husbands okay the big thing that i got from this from the fdls-ness is they're polygamists so they're mormons don't believe in polygamy from what i read what are the people on that show that you used to watch? That's I think it's FDLS. No, it's not FDLS. It can't be because they don't wear pillow Sister wives. Oh, sister, sister wives. wives. Right. Hmm. Anyway, it's something. And they're Mormons. God, I got to check There's this something. out. I'm kind of getting anyway, bad information. Anyway, FDLS, they believe in polygamy. And the, if the, the more wives a man has, the farther he'll go in the afterlife and like the higher regard he'll have, which their beliefs on the afterlife... You know they believe that they go to their own planet. You 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 run your own planet. Oh, okay. I'm just 
throwing it out there. So, and then on top and to of- to do that, they need to have a minimum of three wives. A minimum, but some were getting up to like 14. So mm-hmm. here's the, here's where it started to get a little bit, it, it got weird from the beginning. There was, a, there was a, an original prophet, Roland or something, Rolum, uh-huh. Roland, something. Mm-hmm. And um, he was old as hell and he kept taking on wives. But if, yes. the, if Warren, no, Roland Jeffs, right. And he would speak, quote unquote, speak to God and God would pick who his wives were going to be. Well, he's like 87 and he's picking these 17, 18 year old girls to be his wife. And they're like excited about it. 14 years old. No, that was Warren Jeffs. No, that was his dad who was the His dad was doing it too? His dad was doing it too? His dad was the president of the hierarchy of the Pope. The prophet. Yes. But then Warren was one of his sons. Okay, beep bop boop. Roland Jeffs dies. Okay. So when the prophet dies, like a new prophet needs to happen. And the whole community is believing, like, oh, it the prophet, God will tell us who the next prophet is. Well, basically, his son Warren Jeffs, who is a criminal, literally just like came out of his house one day and was like, oh. God spoke to me last night and said that I'm the new prophet. And everybody was just like, oh, my God. OK, like that was the first step that I was like, oh, why didn't anyone else be like me, too? Well, first of all, I just looked down at my notes to say oh. that this uh, fundamentalist group started in 1830. Oh, oh, geez. OK. And that going back to Warren Jeffs, the current FDLS president, Pope leader, went out and convinced people that God spoke to him and, and they were to vote him in as the, the new leader. And he was more crazy than anybody because he His would say had 64 children when they were, when they were trying to figure out if Warren was going to be the prophet, he was like, well, he's like, well, God did speak to me. So if you don't elect me the prophet, then you're going against God. Right. And these people were just like, we're in. Now, what blew my mind is people would come to Warren Jeffs and ask for, I don't know, like God favors. Warren Jeffs was supposed to marry this young girl, but she fell in love with somebody else. They wanted to get married, but they were getting assigned to other people because that's what God said. And Warren Jeffs, they went to Warren Jeffs one day and they were like, can we get married? And he literally was like, you know what? Hold on. Let me take this up with God. Walked into another room, came back and was like, uh, God said no. And these people were just like, no, God said no. That is crazy to me that people are just like, you just like believe this. But I guess, again, if you grow up your whole life and you truly don't know any different, like right. they, they like really don't even communicate with the outside world. Right. They're isolated. You don't. You really do believe that shit. Warren Jeff's brother was explaining it all because he was one of the people who were interviewed. He was exiled. He Warren Jeff exiled anyone who even remotely showed a twinkle in their eye of going against him. So he exiled his own brother and a lot of young men, too. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. So he was talking about all this. He was talking about how he was one of 64 children, how Warren was. He actually, one of the things he he said that when they were all kids, teenagers, Warren was starting to do sexual stuff to his sisters and him 
and this Warren Jeff's brother and another brother went to their dad. Oh yeah. And the dad was like, don't worry about it. Yeah. This is going on. He goes, don't worry about it. No, I'll take care of it. You just ignore it and don't say anything about it. No. And let it go on. This is sick. These are just people who use their pedophilia and their crazy sex shit as a religion. Now here's the thing. It's crazy. Talking about this was crazy. And this was, this was like too, 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 too much. I do think that these were bad people who, who took something and turned it into something for their own benefit. Yes. I do think that there's beauty in religion in like believing these positive messages and things like that too. But I also do think I have a really weird relationship with religion. I think religion as a whole is very like culty and very weird. And it's, it gets even weirder to me when you hear about these extreme cases like FDLS, but like, you know, even like growing up, you guys always told me like, yeah, okay. in the Bible. And when we go to church, they're going to tell you that like, it just, uh, happened, but you guys were like, really evolution is what happened. So just so you know, I remember that. Right. So, but there, so there's a lot of people in the world who like pick and choose what they believe in the Bible. So like, why do you think people still blindly just follow these stories that if you go back and read them are just so completely unbelievable? Well, to me, any religion is a community of people who have the same belief systems and you grow up in those belief systems. Have you ever watched the show Kimmy Schmidt, the un- unbelievable Kimmy Schmidt? No. It's on Netflix. And as I was watching Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey, I haven't done this research yet, but I'm willing to guess that the show Unbelievable Kimmy Schmidt was based off of FLDS Mormons. Is it a true story? No, it's a comedy and it's about a woman who with a couple other women were kidnapped and they were put in a bunker and convinced that the world was ending and that there's like cult. It's a comedy, though, which sounds crazy. And then this um, cult leader who they call the prophet in the show, like is out living in the world, but he's convincing them that like there is no world and like they're the only ones well, who are that safe. Far from the truth is some stuff I know. that happens. That's the thing too. And he was like conducting service from jail later on in some of the episodes. And then eventually all the women like escape the bunker and it's like 20 years later. So they're trying to function, but they have like a 12 year old mindset because that's when they were kidnapped. So, but there were things that were happening in Kimmy Schmidt that when I was watching this, I was like, I bet that show was based off of this call and Warren Jeffs. Well, that sounds like it's even based off on that young girl who was kidnapped when she was 12 or 14 and they found Elizabeth something and they found her when she was in her 20s. She escaped or something happened and she even got impregnated by this idiot. So what you're talking about is a mixture of real life things that happened and a society of people that's where, but you know, isn't comedy part of life. It's part of, it tells the truth sometimes through comedy, but that's, that's what I'm thinking from that. It was wild. The part that really, there's a part it keeps sweet, pray and obey that really made me think 
And I was like, was this too much to put on TV or is putting stuff like this on TV good because it opens people's eyes to what's going on? I haven't quite made a decision. But the part where they showed they had warrants and they broke into this compound that Warren Jeffs built and they found this room that was just stark white with stark white curtains everywhere and a white bed in the middle. And then they broke through a safe and found audio tape recordings. And that's where he would like have sex with like way too young of girls and like other girls around were like coaching basically. Oh. I know. So, but in the, in the show, keep sweet, pray and obey on Netflix, they played some of the audio tapes and it was the most un comfortable moment in television that I have experienced my entire life. And it made me start to think, did it cross a line or is that, is that good? Because it like wakes people up to like crazy shit that's still happening. Cause this cult is still happening. Warren oh, Jeff yes. runs it from prison currently. But so like, what do you, what's your take on that? I think with these reality shows or whatever, it becomes, it's actually, it's a mix of sensationalism and truth and education. It's all of that all mixed up. But in order for ratings, you've got to be more sensationalizing what's going on to keep it people interested. Yeah. Because I think people nowadays are more, are get their heightenedy of what keeps my interest is getting up there. I totally so, understand. Hence the recording you were just talking about, you know, so it crosses a line. So you do, you're on team that crossed a line. I think that there's a way to depict it without being so graphic. I agree. I agree. It was, it was too much. Yeah. It was too much. Yeah. I, I think people got the idea, a smart, well, see, the problem is th this thing is a great, opportunity for people to learn that this is a problem you know mm -hmm. people going in this you know people you know cult stuff how you get drawn in it's a good education thing and then there's people who find it really freaky i like it it's part of my freakiness you know <laughs> i think there's all kinds of people out there who look at these kinds of things very differently mm -hmm. so I'm sorry. I just can't get over the fact that you just said, I like, and this is part of my freakiness. Well, that's exactly. <laughs> exactly. What did we talk about the other day? That YouTube thing where people put things up on YouTube and get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. It, it would that comedian say, if you got a club foot, throw it up on, <laughs> yeah. it up on the site, you're going to make hundred because there's always somebody who wants to see that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So this thing can be if you're a, if you're a healthy mind and a healthy soul, this kind of stuff can go, whoa, this shit's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people will go, hmm, not wrong. I had from, you know, man and all this kind of shit. There was one other part that really set me over the edge. And it was when. They basically built this compound. They called it Zion. And it was like the most holy place in the world, apparently. And it was really in just yeah. like Bumblefuck, Texas. But yeah. um, they were 
they would like wake up and be like, oh, our kids got called to Zion. So they like hoarded all these children away from their mothers to go live at the Zion. It was all part of Warren Jeff's plan of like really brainwashing the community from the time that they were tight, like little kids. So there's that one scene that really got me and I turned it off. I was done. It was at the beginning where all these little girls were up on stage singing, be sweet, be sweet. And they put this song in their head from the time they were little girls, meaning be sweet, always obey and don't ever show your meanness because you're going to be taken over. And these little girls are singing this song like you would in kindergarten. It was crazy. I "I can't. When they, when they, Swoop the children off. And then like, this is a crazy part too. The police got a phone call, an anonymous tip that there were like young pregnant women there. And turns out the phone call was a hoax. It was coming from a totally different state. It was somebody else. But when they went to do the Child Protective Services investigation, it was accurate. And they found underage girls that were pregnant. So they had to- Why would they say it was a hoax? They said that the phone call that came in as the anonymous tip was in a totally different state. And it was just somebody trying to like, I think it was somebody they didn't, they didn't talk too much about it, but I think it was somebody who like knew information that was intentionally trying to get the police to go there. So they made up something that could be true. And it by chance was, so the police found all these underage pregnant girls. And, um, so they're like, we need to go in and collect all the children is what you do in a child protective services situation. And they did. And the, the court gave in to the pressure of these, this community crying on TV and going on all these shows. And they didn't even fact check because these people were telling straight up lies on TV to get their way, to get this cult to continue going. And people were investigating like Oprah even. And they were painting this picture that these like poor pilgrim women were just ripped apart from their children. And the part that destroyed me the most about the documentary is that when the court stopped the case and reunited the children, like that was those kids chance. And some of those kids are still in the cult because they didn't have the opportunity to get unbrainwashed. Sickening. It was sickening. This was really hard to watch. However, was I glued to every moment? I was glued. Couldn't stop watching. It was it was a train wreck. Based on what you were talking about, giving the kids back to the parents. When I worked in the emergency room, you saw a lot of um, abuse, child abuse come in. Kids who were scalded and hot tubs and kids who had cigarette burns on their body. And what would happen is we would do our report. We would call in social services. They would take the kids away from the parents. The parents would do some sort of, um, community service or whatever, right? No, not class, community service. A class. They get their therapy. They do all this stuff. They go They're They're documented that they're doing what they're supposed to do. And then the kids go back to the parents. Yeah. Now, not always does this happen. But we would sometimes see those kids come back again through the emergency room. And I hate it. Taking your child away from a family it's is hard. not as easy as you think. No, it's not. And very, uh, very difficult. You know, because the court, you know, the court system see the parents, okay, you're trying to do better, therefore mm-hmm. you've done better. Let's bring your kid back when there's this deep-seated problem. Well, 
I'm not going to get into it on this episode because this is like really deep, but you know that I went through it with that one student in his family. But um, that the hardest part about being a teacher is being a mandated reporter. Boom. I like don't even have anything else to say, like because you're legally obligated that when you suspect child abuse, you have to make that phone call. And sometimes you're going off of intuition and you're wrong. And they come back and they tell you this is like we did our investigation and it's all good. But the times that you were right, ooh, actually, I need to end the podcast. I can't even talk about it. Wait, the nurses, let me just tell you, nurses go through the same thing, same exact scenario. Yeah, we have to fill out paperwork. It'll haunt you for the rest of your life. What if I'm wrong? And I think to myself, then yeah. you're wrong. So what? The, yeah, the times that I was right. Yes. Ugh, I just want to vomit. It's horrible. It's the worst part of teaching anyway um do hey, we have any uh, new patreon members we do i don't know if you have the list so i'll just read them this time if yeah, that's cool okay ahead. we want to say hello to our newest patreon members we will be continuing to say hello to our new patreon members each and every week again you can become a patreon member and support the co- podcast at patreon.com slash jordanbrowski that's patreon.com slash jordanbrowski patreon.com slash jordanbrowski go there for all your bonus content hello to our newest members dominique gene lurker melissa ghetto beth Summer Hayes and Megan Fitzgerald. Thank you guys Welcome. for becoming Patreon fans. Welcome. Again, write to us on Patreon and let us know what episodes you want us to watch next for Let's Watch TV. And thank you again to Alicia and Emily for having us watch Keep Sweet Obey and Pray and Obey. As psychotic as it was, it was eye-opening. We love you guys so much. I will see you next time on Let's, Let's Watch, watch TV. TV. Bye, Bye. everybody.